0: Hello and welcome back to what is your working class the podcast dedicated to exploring the variety that exists in working classness and today I'm joined by artist Shaquille White to stay up to date on all new episodes make sure to follow us on twitter at what is your work one and on your chosen podcast provider thank you so much for listening and hope you enjoy the episode hey Shaquille how's it going
1: Hey, I'm not too bad, bud. I'm not too bad. How are you doing? How you yeah,
0: doing? good. I'm almost free of lockdown, which is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not, it's honest to goodness,
1: like in London at the moment, things are opening up, which means that, like, I can actually see, as I said, see new people, vibe, mm-hmm. go to the pub indoors. Like I said, I'm British, so it said, like, I will sit outside and drink a pint, but realistically, yeah. I'm black and I like to be warm so you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I'm, Sorry, just, I'm the is. same it's just like I don't want to be outside in the piss and rain for a pint but I will do it I will oh, yeah,
1: do yeah. It. Don't, don't tempt me I swear to god I will I will sit outside but realistically you know what I mean like I want to be inside of the warm but you know
0: All right. remove, remove. yeah where you at at the moment um,
1: right now, I'm in London. I live in like the Holloway, Camden area. So um, yeah, like um, it's where I've been calling home for the past three years. So it's not too bad.
0: Not too bad. Nice. Yeah. That for studying, yeah.
1: Yeah, for studying. So currently, I'm at the Slade School of Fine Art, which is next to Euston, Euston Square Station. I'm a painter um and yeah it's um I said like um in London studying sort of I'm originally from the Wolverhampton area which is like which is like right next to Birmingham um the black country heart of the black country and it's a sort of case of like came down to London for the opportunities for the university course and just sort of like to see what happens and and I've got one more year left on my degree, and it seems as if I'm not going to be leaving anytime soon. So, you know, I'm just sort of going to flow as far as it goes. You know what I mean? So,
0: yeah, nice. What is your class background?
1: Right. My class background, where I come from, a single, like, it's, I used to feel, it's funny now, actually, thinking back, because, like, when at the time I used to feel like a bit of a pariah to, some of the I, I come for context. I'm um, I'm Jamaican heritage, born in a Black Country. I'm working class. I come from a single parent household. It's me, my mum, my grandma in one house. We've got I've got cousins, I've got family, but my my basis is those two other people. And um, my dad's not in the picture, and I'm an only child. But I wasn't necessarily made to feel as if I was working class because I didn't necessarily want for <sighs> whatever I needed, I always had. Mm. In terms of, like, I never went without, and I didn't necessarily know what anything else looked like. You know what I mean? I didn't know what yeah. anything other than working class was. I didn't even realise, I, I didn't fully understand what working class was until I came to London, Univers- until I came to London, and then you see such an array of what it means to be sort of like British in this country because the class system is something that's like very much I believe something that you experience all like through like in different spaces but I don't know that like in the UK it's quite a prominent thing to be like middle mm. class upper class or working class but like when I was growing up I wasn't necessarily so aware of it as to the fact that like I felt as if I was missing out on the very traditional sort of like mom dad White picket fence um, sort of um, upbringing, but I don't know. It's one of those ones where like I wouldn't change it now. Mm. Um, and university, which I suppose we'll talk about, has um, thrown a bit of a spanner into the works. It's sort of like how what my working class
0: is now. Mm. Uh,
1: but well, I definitely I grew up I grew up working class yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. so uh, it's always that thing it's everybody seems to sort of come to this realization the working class at when they go to uni and I think it is just because you're being chucked in with so many other people but it's
1: you meet people with real like you meet like and it's through no fault of their own like don't get me wrong mm. it's, like they had opportunities that like if my mom had had that would have given to me like uh, like with like without a seconds second notice that second mm. thought because their parents um, their parents have had the ability to do that but also like there's a difference between being like middle class and being removed from sort of like reality and then not being so like a lot of these pe- so these people that i've sort of like met have been fortunate to meet. they're very middle class and um, they they've gone they've gone on the ski holidays and yeah the, and, the, and the, the ski holidays and the holidays twice a year and mom and dad are both doctors and they both live in Hampstead somewhere, it's all calm. But the difference is, is that they, they're actually aware of their privilege and aware of the fact that there's something that exists, um, that there's more, that this isn't the norm for everybody. And so that's a lot more easy to stomach because like I want to be in that position I hope to which mm. is what I sort of mean about it. like when you go to university university sort of changes the sort of space that you you enter in one way and through hook or by crook a lot of times um you end up in a different space than which you entered into and um i definitely started to feel a little bit of that change just with sort of like others I've been going through and certain things have happened like that's been um, amazing and lovely but yeah
0: yeah how do you feel about those changes like what are some of the changes that you've felt while being at university and how you are changing the way you see your class
1: the changes are is a case of like I know that for example like my mum didn't go to university um she worked all her life she's like a hard worker me going to do a university degree has placed me within a my peers aren't the peers that my mum had you know what I mean, my mom. My mom was surrounded by a lot of other like working class or like people that are hard working, working for their kids. It's brilliant, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. And but the difference is, I suppose that like I'm surrounded by people that will be future science leaders. They'll be within um, the arts. They'll be like saxophonists. They'll be i will be doing such an array of things, which place them in a and gives them a certain kind of privilege that isn't exclusive to just them. I'm now within that sphere of people. And but that doesn't necessarily change the fact that like I was working class. I was working class. I've got a working class mentality in terms of like, which is sort of a case of like you work for you need to work for what you, you earn and you work for what you need like have and sort of case that like things aren't necessarily so much granted to you. I think that's probably one of the biggest things. Hmm. But like it's but it's also being comfortable with the fact that like that's not what I've come to university. not like for me like art is like it's not about the finance it's it's about the art it all comes down Mm. to the artwork what i'm making the story behind it like which is a whole like just about my practice stuff like that but like in terms of sort of like where i see myself i don't know it shouldn't be the right of certain people to have a career within the arts and for some not to it is much my right to have a be in this industry as anybody else because like my voice is Every like, 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 I've got something interesting to say as much as the next person, and a lot of the time, financial sort of security dictates sort of like one's ability to actually invest back into their own artwork. That depends on opportunities and stuff like that. So, like, if you're an artist working full time as an artist, there's an argument said that you what you are middle class, especially when you're living, living in London. I mean, do you know the rent prices down yeah. here? <laughs> At, swindled mate. absolutely yeah. swindled um it's, it's, like,
0: <laughs> it's i mean i know i was briefly looking at like oh what if i moved to london for a wee bit and i just oh. looked at the prices and was like yeah i would literally be have maybe like 10 20 quid after like a generic that's, job
1: that's, that's the scary thing if anything is that like you, you you make the move and that's something i didn't necessarily quite realize i was making at 18 because i started mm. uh i didn't do a foundation i came straight onto Slade, which is a whole other world in and of itself but like it was like I made the choice to come down to London not really knowing what my working class was and not really knowing the space I was getting into when I got into it which means that like I entered into being uh, in London just in London in this sphere and there's that change that means that like when I go home sometimes, I don't necessarily feel as comfortable as I used to. I'm a I'm a I'm a Wolverhampton kid, I always will be. I'm W V, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but but the problem is is that like when I go back, I don't necessarily f- I'm I'm a I'm a bro like I'm not a Brummy, but like I'm a Brummy in London, but then in when I go back home it I'm not um I've changed and then there's a change and you can see the change and you've changed. Which is, and my friends always wish well for me, which is one probably one of the best parts about it. Like my friends in London, my friends back home, they only ever wish the best, um, which is something that like I can only attest to the power of their friendships and stuff like yeah. that. But it's just a case of like, you're almost in this nowhere place. Cause sometimes it can be tiring down here. Like, you're, like um, it can be tiring and you think you've got the hand, a handle on it. And then also then you're sent for a spin and you're like nah like I haven't actually got a handle on this you go home but then you go home and I feel as if like I don't quite sit as well as I would like to um and that's just to do with the shift mm. that's happened that's that's mo- as much as a mind state as is it as it is sort of um a impending, hopefully, a, an impending financial future that will happen due to the wealth of opportunities that happen down here, and the nature of the degree I've entered into and the space that means that, like, I govern my own career while not necessarily working for somebody else. Maybe hmm. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe I'm being a bit naive, but I don't know. That's...
0: Now it's interesting that whole idea of um cultural homelessness of ne- of feeling a disconnect between your reality and then the world you're sort of entering into mm. so i'm in that in between and i always wonder whether it's just me thinking it and just whether i'm perceiving it or whether it is just a external thing or a combination of the two i don't know
1: that is definitely not like i think that like especially one of those ones when like, i think it's, it's experienced by a lot of people in general no matter your when you go somewhere new but i definitely feel as if like you like you feel it when you sort of like go like when you I don't know um what's oh what's the word um i want to use a science word here when <laughs> when you when you um ah oh, oh my is gonna kill me I don't know the word <laughs> when you go from, like a low concentration to a high concentration or whatever all right like that's that's it some 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 science some science shit I don't know yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you said like you like you've gone from like this very this community where like you know that the next door neighbor is like even unconsciously as a kid you know that your next day neighbor isn't too dissimilar to you like you know that like at your school there's not much of a disparity between XY and Z. Even at my secondary school because funnily enough it's been it's been it's been, it's been what is this is just to sort of say it's been weird for a long time because I, I went to I went to a school a primary school in my area. I went to a school in Coesley. Um, called Manor Primary School, amazing primary school. Head teachers, they're amazing. I then went to this school called Thomas Telford, and Thomas Telford is an interesting school in the terms of the fact of like it's a mix between. um It's not a private school. It's like a grammar school. It's a grammar school. You have to do a testing, but what they do is they take a range of kids of all abilities with the ethos of. If you're at the bottom, we'll get you to the top. If you're at the top, you'll remain at the top. If you're in the middle, you'll be at the top. So for GCSE results, they um, they place quite well across the board within this country. But what it does is it play, takes you away. Um, if you're from what they takes a mixture of kids from Wolverhampton and Telford area. From Wolverhampton, like myself, and there's these um, coaches that go around um, the city picking you up. They take you to school at 8 You didn't finish till four o'clock. And then, if you did after school stuff, you'd stay there and then come back in the evening, stuff like that. But even then, you, but then that was the, that was thinking back now with the context of actually knowing what working class is and middle class. That was my first sort of experience of a case of like, The kids in Wolverhampton were a little bit more sort of, but there was a bit more of a, okay, like I can sort of, but even then there was a bit more disparity depending on what parts of Wolverhampton you're from. Mm. And then you go to Telford and a lot of those kids were a little bit more like middle class. But then so like it was that sort of like there was that bit of a remove even just being be do with the fact that like you're from wolverhampton you're from telford or the and just like the fact that you're picking up from all parts of the city going to this town sort of like to then sort of like come to london it was that on a bigger scale where it's like oh you're actually meeting the people that call their parents like mama and papa and all that yeah. and like as you said like the skiing <laughs> the skiing holiday and the all, the, all that kind of art, really, yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh it's interesting. It's definitely interesting.
0: Uh how would you get into art?
1: Me and art Me getting into art was a, uh, oh god, it was a, uh, it was through school. It was while I was, um, actually no, it's not. I was, um, I'm lying to you. I'm sitting here. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, um, like my, my mom worked. My mom worked, and like a holiday, just because I had a summer holidays doesn't necessarily mean that, like I, um. It means that she can be off to be at home, so um, it meant that for for a while I went to like a summer school, like a, a summer camp thing, and like so, um, um, and it was it was cool, it was aces, it was amazing. And then I i got too old for that, about 11, 12, and so I had to be at home, but then I was getting a bit more freedom so I could go to see my friends. But when I wasn't going to see my friends, I'm at home with me and my grandma during the day, and what I've got to do, or I've got a, I've got a pen, I've got pens, I've got pencils, I've got paper like i have like all I can do is draw like it's just all I can do is draw and just sort of like see where it takes me and have fun with it and I got into the love sort of like I want to get it right I want to sort of like draw a head and have it look like a head I want to represent things that's where it began Mm. sort of like an obsession I'm quite an obsessive person when it comes to that kind of stuff like um one of my really close friends is a very good musician and he's the reason why I play double bass and play guitar and bass and the reason why I tried to get better and better at it because it was the competition. It was the fact of like you can see the more that the time you put into it, the more that you can sort of see yourself improving. But then over time it became way less about sort of like technicalities of the material, more a case of like how can we push the thinking behind it. Like this is all me. I have I've got to a point where like I can sort of um tell my stories, like my, uh, for context, like my my work, my practice is um, about the human condition, but about my sort of experiences in terms of like, I use, I use characters within a tableau of my own making, sort of um, tell stories, put down thoughts about like, how I'm feeling. So sort of, like the characters are almost like sectioned off elements of who I am. So mm-hmm. it's almost as if like, I can sort of like, separate this idea of anxiety into this character, into and then anger into this character like oh make it and then mold them and direct them in a way which means that like they exist throughout a canon of work that I then make um, which is like a lot of fun I can watch their rise and fall I can play between sort of like the way that they interact quiet moments and uh, moments where they're in nothing spaces as well as when I'm sort of like building up like these quite um like big sort of like full compositional pieces there um i use a lot of like iconography and um images um, images of that i've appropriated or i um do from like religious, a religious context or just like my own sort of symbols and signs that you'll then sort of as you get used to my work and like start to actually sort of say okay i've seen a shack work Mm. here I've seen the shack work here, and I see sort of like how they potentially sort of fit together. You sort of understand how they roll through into each other. Mm -hmm. um, And sort of like that. So, like that kind of idea, like the concepts behind the paintings became more and more important as I got better and better at drawing because it was like okay I I know what a nose looks like I know what hand looks like how can we sort of like portray movement in this way and that way but my first task initially was when I first started to to got to Slade well when I got to Slade I didn't paint for a bit but then in the second year I did point being is that when I first started painting again when I got to Slade my um the I first started trying to do like these very stoic I call them like stoic portraits where I sort of like have these like have my friends and sort of in my head remove them of their identity and sort of like them in these spaces sort of like paint them and the idea was sort of like, like create an emotional sort of like space where you can delve into the story of with just this figure as the crux for the whole painting and then from there like once I felt as if I got the hang of that I'm still I think I think that's going to be a, like a whole lifetime of like mm. that out within my practice because like portraiture is a very much a important element within my figurative practice I'm not a portrait painter yeah
0: that was the that was the thing I was asking before doing this uh mm -hmm. were you a portrait artist or a figurative painter and you said oh figurative and I was just curious as to why that was and what got you interested in wanting to get that accuracy of being able to like paint a nose and have it be like right this is a this looks like a nose was that from just the technical standpoint or was it to try and allow you to then abstract as you said like taking your friends and abstracting it into this sort of new reality you,
1: you can you can then create your own reality once you know the rules and like i wanted to know the rules of like how to do things and once i've and i'm still learning those rules that's not to sort of say that that point of learning is stopped is that that works in tandem to my explorations within my actual within my practice stuff like that so um the reason why I sort of define myself as a figurative painter is more to do with the fact that like for me in my own head portraiture is a little bit limiting as to sort of like what the works can do and what I can, what my work is what some of my works are at the moment. So I do have pieces that have like multiple figures and have a lot of motion and a lot more scenic. And there's some ones that are quite tight and quite portrait-esque. But it also limits where my practice could potentially go. And I think that just be, that's because like, I know like if we look at someone like Andrew Salgado or mm. um, yeah, Andrew Salgado, the paintings he was making 10 years ago are different to the paintings he's making now, completely different, right? But you can tell that they're painted by the same man, but it's because he's allowed himself the freedom to keep on experimenting. This is what I mean about sort of like continuing to learn, continue to invest in storytelling as well as sort of like technical proficiency because like he knows how he that he can paint. He has the ability to do that, but he continue, continues to push material, push idea, to relax and allow his environment to inform him, to sort of like create works within a very, within this universe that sort of like grows and grows and grows and then but like you can tell still tell that through all the phases of his career so far but they're all a Salgado painting hmm. and um I think that like defining something as portraiture for, um means that like you can o- like not that you can only have but I don't want to fall into the root of like knowing what a painting is going to look like before I've ever finished it because at that mm. point of like why for me I'm there like the the enjoyment of painting is the process of making is the process of sort of um exploration of material exploration of sort of okay uh, how is this go? I've, I've got I've taken this and this X reference I found this and this reference here I've done this and a few priority drawings I sort of, I've done some sketches on the canvas. Let's see where this goes. The excitement of sort of like how we can mobilise and how we can change this and then how this fits within the whole kind of work. Being able to sort of like make a painting and have it fail. Mm. Like, that, that's like the amount of times I've like made a painting and it's flopped i they there like, bro, there, bro, like, bro. like you, yeah? He's like, you, you're a big man. You, you're a big man and you've seen that painting. It's mad. I just, and I'm there like, you know what? Calm. That's just, that, that's just life though because yeah. like... Um, Sometimes, you've got to, sometimes you have just got to fail, it's got to fail and just like see what happens and keep going. And um, it's just sort of define the fact that like, you're an artist and not a painter. You can do whatever you want, you can mobilize, but like it's, it's not just because like you're proficient at one thing doesn't mean you can't learn. And I think that like um, creating compositionally complex pieces is something that like, it doesn't, you don't just do it. I think that like, it takes time. And I think that like within the past year, I've been pushing myself further and further into that sort of space. And but um, well, that's not necessarily to divorce the idea that I'll never do I'll never do a portrait again, or mm. the fact that I'll only ever exclusively do pieces with multiple sort of, like people. Because I think that like within the universe that I'm trying to the universe that I'm trying to make that is like my work. Like there's room for it all, and I want for the work that I'm making in ten years time to be different to the work that I'm making now. But ultimately, for you to define the fact that okay, like this um this was Shaquille age 20 and this is Shaquille age 30 and know that it's still a white painting you know what I mean there's no doubt yeah. about that so I don't know I went on a long tangent there yeah it's a,
0: it's a whole thing of um trying to find your voice and trying to keep challenging yourself and it's interesting you talked you mentioned failing in a piece because um I uh, have the mindset that I show mostly every single thing that I've written, even though if it's abysmal, because mm-hmm. part of the whole thing is like I want you to see how this connects to what I'm writing now. I mean, there's stuff I've wrote like six years ago, which is utter shite, but I will recognise <laughs> it and go, oh, that thing that I'm doing there, I'm now doing it a lot better here, and exactly. it's yeah.
1: Well like, to be fair, I don't necessarily, I wish I had your confidence to sort of turn around and sort of say, oh, like, I know. um Because a lot of those pieces, I still do have the habit of sort of saying, oh, it's like, it's, it's like, oh,
0: God, it's, Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I've, got, I've only recently got to the point, the fact that, like, oh, I make shit paintings. As if I don't. Oh yeah you know, as if I didn't before is that like no I've always made shit paintings. Is that those shit paintings no one ever sees? Is yeah. really, like, I've got sketchbooks like my friend Abigail McGinley she's a re amazing, amazing artist and um she's got quite a strong drawing practice, but she's very um she shows her drawing, she's quite open to sort of like, showing her drawings to people and stuff like that. And like as I sort of explained before, drawing is a very important part of my practice. I love to draw, it's something that I but it's something that I keep quite Close to myself, mm. and um but it means that like sh- like like people don't see my people don't see my sketchbooks. Like, my sketchbook <laughs> for me, if like, <laughs> like, I write down random shit, it's the place where I like I'm drawing mo- i I'm, I'm drawing random I don't know I'm drawing random crap. Where I, but I want to be a lot more freer to sort of say this is how we got from A. It's like seeing behind the curtain. You know? Mm. I, I know within a music context, like um having. The hours that go into practicing on your own, to a metronome, playing to backing tracks, and the theory, the the warming up, the whole the whole process for like a two minute performance or like yeah. half hour set, but, but and then people cut and they sing and like, oh yeah, big man, rate it, but they don't quite understand that like as much as that person might be talented, naturally talented, there's a lot of hard work that goes mm. into that. Like don't undermine that and I feel as if like I don't necessarily want to I want to get to a point where I'm confident enough not to like shy away from the fact that like I like I've I've been fortunate that I've been I had always had the proficiency to be able to draw but it wasn't something that like hasn't been I didn't wake up one day and just sort of like be able to do something it was something that was nurtured you know what mm. what I mean and as much by myself as it was by like community the spaces around me the fact that like through my mom's experience of sort of like being told, maybe you should go and do this or like her nurturing whatever spaces I wanted in And there was no room for no. And it's the reason like no room for no. If I wanted to do this, it's okay. Cool, if you want to do this, but if you're going to do it. Go for it yeah like the, the fact that the community like my, the community because it's a community it's a community you choose who's in your community your community w- is wolverhampton was for me at that point was wolverhampton and it still is but i definitely am sort of, of the mindset that like, you choose who's in your community you, cho- you choose your support system which has become ever more sort of like prominent through sort of like the times that we've been going through the past year as we've sort of like been locked away with people and like they've been our our very immediate support systems. But I've been, because I've had such a strong community around me, like, Mm. art and the fact that I was working class, like, I am working class, never sort of seemed to be a deterrent from sort of saying, but you can be an artist, it's calm, it's Mm. cool. That's not that's like like the same way that like my, I've got friends that will be lawyers and I've got friends that will go into the sciences and do well. Like me being an artist from when I was at school, going through school, like when I was like going getting into Slade and stuff like that and being like, yeah, it's going to be an artist. It's cool. Don't worry about it. It's fine and like feeding back into each other and that's why i think that like, community more than anything else, and not something that like i think i don't think it's exclusively something that's like from working but i think it's something that's very much part of a when you mm-hmm. speak working class it's something that like when you speak about home it's that kind of me- idea that makes home feel like home because you know that that person is, will ride for you will sort like we, we've got a similar kind of like idea and it's the reason why um, I always joke but like when I'm down here like if you're if you're not from the south I rate you because like I because I'm because you're more likely to be like I don't know Manchester Liverpool I maybe a bit more more working class and I can sort of like I know I know that me and you have a bit more of a sort of like we're two random kids in the south uh, trying to vibe trying to vibe, trying to think ty- type of thing so I don't know I don't know uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Going to your work, there's a couple pieces that I'd love to know a bit more about. Uh first one, I'm looking at my notes, sorry. Um If oh. I don't dance, I smoke.
1: Okay. Which um, is
0: stunning. It's such a like your use of colour in it is just amazing. I- I'd just I, love to know more.
1: Um so if I don't dance, I'll smoke was made at the top of this year and um it's a diptych over two pieces and again it was like I sort of adopted like this red right hand like kind of uh, motif that sort of like entered into a lot of my works actually as mm. of recently um which is funny enough it's like uh, it's entered into sort of like this like it's synonymous with like a quite a lot of things in terms of sort of like the, a need for something or like a um or like this idea of like Smoking being a physical thing that you have to do, and just like me being engaged with that kind of idea of having to do something, just like the space that I was in at that time. And um, even though I'm actually not a smoker, um, I've got asthma. Um, that's for my mom because like, yeah. I've got asthma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but either, but like, it's more just the case of like um the works were just. It was about the time I was in, and so I was using that character to mobilize some of those sort of anxieties that I was sort of having at that time, because um, it was made about January. I was, um, during this year, essentially, with, um, at Slade, we've been split between different spaces, and um, the space that I was in was I for, Air, I for Evans, um, which is the old UCL halls, because they've got to be separated out because of social distancing. I, mean, I had my own room, seven days a week, had a lot of access there. Then comes this January, and all of a sudden, I'm in this room that I'm in right now, and I'm sort of told, okay, good luck, you're paying nine and a half, nine thousand two hundred fifty pounds, but like, you've got no studio. Everything's been online. And she, and it's sort of like people turning around and sort of saying, oh, okay, um, it's not my fault. It's the upper ups fault, and it's everyone else's fault. There's nothing that I can do about it. You're not gonna get your money back. But we want you to be, we want you to say that you're okay because we need you to be okay to make ourselves feel better and me i was going up the wall so i couldn't quite mm. believe the i couldn't quite believe the the goal on it the yeah goal, the goal to sort of, the the goal to sort of say like the re so the the reason why you want me to be okay has got as little to do with me and more for the fact that like, you need me to be okay to make you feel better about it all not saying it's like the uh, the chief's fault or the slade's fault but like let's take some acknowledgement of the fact that like I'm locked in my. I'm locked in my room. I can't go anywhere, which is no one out. No one can. But on a practical course, I'm paying so much money, Mm. um, and I'm going to be paying a lot of this back years down the line to be in my room making work with little to no to support from you guys, other than. And if I air my grievances, it's to sort of say, well, like that's life. Mm. What. it was it a was frustrating time. And um, and that's sort of like where that painting came from. is like where a lot of my work's come from. is like frustrations, ideas, questions that I have that I'm trying to sort of figure out. But in terms of colour, colour is something that's very intuitive. It's, it's what I mean about sort of like um, dictating sort of like work to be sort of like, figure, when you thought think about figurative painting, it's a lot more open-ended. I mean, figurative painting goes from I don't know, like a Kara Walker or Jennifer Packer, all the way to a Cecily Brown, who you'd argue mm. is a little bit more on the abstract sort of um, side of um, figurative painting, which is a figurative painter. And I think that's because there's the freedom for her to sort of like abstract or construct or like um, like like make clear more of her characters as in when she wants to. Tomo Campbell, another person, like it's very like his his work is absolutely incredible, but the like that exists within the figurative, figurative realms like if you define portraiture I feel as if sometimes it's very much defi- it's hard to sort of like break away from the idea of it having to be representative of that thing there and I think that like playing with colour playing with how we layer sort of like layer material within or on a canvas it could be so transformative and it's also to sort of say that like traditional mediums aren't necessarily dead there's a there's a power in the ability as a there's a power in all mediums and a lot of and I, and I really want to explore more than just the ones that i do like for a long time was a photographer i still am on photography practice is something that's separate to my painting practice but something that like yeah. and sort of taking a bit of a sidelines because of the how much i've been painting but something that i'm very much interested in i do love to make films I've, um i i i've sort of like been working on a few and it's like quite a lot of fun but like it's to sort of say that you can be more that like, things can do more than one thing. And if you sort of define, and there's so much like weight within what portraiture is, just because of the long lineage of what it like, of like history, it's all mm. sort of, like, placed within a box, which means that like, it's hard to sort of like, break out of that mentally when you approach the work. And as I said, coming to a work with too much of a preconceived notion means that you've already sort of like painted the painting before you even made it. Mm. Uh, and so, like I really like, I said, like color and experimentation, and how we can sort of like mobilize a mood, depending on sort of like how we use color and how we sort of like place that on a canvas is always always interesting and always a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, your use of color it's sort of it's really distinct, and there's an element of it where you look at things and go, oh, that's a weird color choice, but then when you look at the whole paint, it makes sense. Like, there's <laughs> like there's a weird thing about it, like a really bright color you do this thing like a yellow triangle on a jaw in a painting mm-hmm. and it's you look at it and you go oh well that's strange but it makes sense in the context of the painting
1: it's because it's, it's it, again it's sort of like you, you're like i want to like i'm trying to because like when you're making marks like that it's in service of the painting and in service of the ideas that i'm having when i'm when i'm like painting in service of like the material material that i'm sort of like using in, in that moment and that's what you sort of like then focus on in order to make the piece which is like i don't know like it's a it's a, it's a great privilege to sort of like have the ability like to be able to be in the position to sort of say that like or have someone say that um you can sort of tell that a painting is made by me or that you sort of like see those kind of qualities in it because um because that means i'm doing something right i guess maybe yeah maybe <laughs> way too early to tell people might, might not know who i am in a year so we'll see <laughs>
0: Uh, another pain, I uh, real, which is really haunting as well, um, is seven months later.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right. That's seven...
0: got. Yeah, I feel like there's something there.
1: <laughs> oh, right. Seven months later, I got hurt. I got hurt. I got hurt badly. A girl. Oh, it was always a girl. Of course it is. Um, <laughs> a-, a girl. Um, I, I thought that thought likes me, and I liked it back, and we sort of like vibing for a while and then just got deaded off like very quickly. And it was one of those ones where like, it felt like a waste of time in terms of like, cause I'd invested in it all and we'd sort of been so close and we'd been seeing each other. But like, because of the the pandemic, we'd sort of spent this sort of like time talking and chatting to then sort of like spend like a few weeks or like very intensely sort of seeing each other to then be deaded so quickly. It felt like a lot longer than it actually was. Mm and it felt little to do with me than it did to do with, like, her and her life, and also, I don't know, just, like, but it's one of those ones where, like, it's the first time for a long time I'd actually sort of, like, felt something that deeply to sort of say oh okay this one I'm not okay after this mm-hmm. like, you like usually in a situation like I no, know like you always got to be loving and the people that you sort all around like especially in that kind of sort of situation you got it's very much given tape that's the first time I've sort of like very much sort of felt it wasn't a mutual thing it I felt <laughs> very much like I felt I, I was hurt by it and it was like okay well we can mobilise this in a way that, if, like, I just, it just ended up in my work in terms of, like, that. Like, my work often does deal with, like, different the nature of relationships and sort of, like, systems of support. But the idea is that within that painting, he's sort of, like, in a bathtub with, like, this daisy chain around his neck. Mm. And there's, like, this cherub and this woman, like, that's, like, there or not there and, like, these funeral flowers. But it was made during, like, a very sort of, like, oh... I'm just 10, 20, I'm going to die alone, blah, 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 like, 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 bullshit, you know what yeah. I mean, like, like, ultimately, I have, I have, I have problems, I still don't have, like, like, you know what I mean, it was, like, it was just sort of, like, woe is me, part of vibes, let's be indulgent, but I think that, like, it was a fun experience, it was a fun experience making the painting, and, um, ultimately, I think that it, like, it fits within the word that like the it managed to like it really helped spark a lot of the ideas that I've sort of had since and the, the ideas sort of transformed into other pieces and stuff like that which I've so enjoyed but like that piece, yeah that piece was made during a, a fun time a fun time a fun time yeah.
0: <laughs> there's a theme that I've noticed in a couple of your paintings um uh, it'll be okay and uh entitled of of masks oh yes yeah. uh, yeah. I'm so curious as to because I don't know if like it's on your Instagram so I don't know if it's in like chronological order but there's that painting and then the mask painting sort of come about mm. I'm just curious how you came to start painting masks onto your paintings.
1: I'll tell you, I'll tell you for why, right? It's because I had this seminar, the second year seminar, and this is one that vexed me. I was the second year, i just come into so I finished my first year, got in second year, the first one to have a tutor, and I did this painting, which is called Conversations, and it's like got this man with this woman, and so like, you can only see their bodies. And I showed a few other pieces. I showed Troubles, and I showed, like, uh, which is another painting I did, and showed this other one, which um, which is okay. But I showed this in this thing and I sat there in the seminar and I essentially got rinsed by rinsed by people in the years above at the time that like didn't like my work. And um, we, should, we should be entitled to, you're entitled to have your own opinion. Mm. But I sort of like that. Um, But like we're sort of like focused on this idea of sort of like you should do that. You should do that. You should you should only do that. You should only ever paint people with no heads and no legs. And I said, like, I've always been like, interested in the idea of obscuring obscuring identity and how we can sort of like go about that within sort of like um within paint especially within figures figure, it's so di- to, like dictated by sort of like representing not necessarily representation but sort of like like an arm is this and art mm-hmm. fingers look like this a face looks like this especially within the way that I sort of like dictate my pieces and did especially at the time and so it was me sort of saying you know what nah allow that because like I'm not because like I because like I'm sort of again it was that idea like when like when I was sort of saying about portrait. I'm like seeing where that can go. Like it, sort of saying like oh no like uh, Kelly Reemston, for example. So sort of, like the, I love her work, but like it's, uh, it's paint, like all like pe- like paint paintings that are made. The way I said like, I know I like they're amazing, but they very much like one after another after. Another, and that terrifies me that I couldn't necessarily be as creative. Sort of like do what I want. And so the mass sort of came in as a way sort of like obscure identity and sort of uh, almost sort of like being. I mean, within a religious space, so, like, in It'll Be Okay It's almost as, uh, like, a... Um, ritualistic setting where the, something's going on but you're not quite too sure, not necessarily too sure the nature of the relationship between the man and men and the two women, the imagery that's around them, like who's in control, whose rooms it belong to, I think the masks aid in that, I'm still looking for ways to sort of obscure identity and what's the best ways to go about that at the, uh, at the moment masks are the best, have, have been the best ways to figure that out but even then there's the context of how that mask have fit in because it's not a new idea. I think that masters is something that like um, we've seen throughout uh, within a lot of African art, which I'm ashamed to say that I'm not um, as well versed in to sort of like call upon as, as, I'd, as I'd like to. And so I really want to sort of do find more ways. So like it's fun access points. And it was a way for me to find an access point into themes that I already sort of like was exploring as well, because religion Um, religion is sort of like is quite an important element that's not necessarily that I'm religious but I grew up with a very religious grandmother and I struggled with the hypocrisy of that and so like there's that sort of and of her actions sometimes and so like finding that space to sort of like I know so it's, it's little things you see you have a little idea and you see how it works and then it enters in but it's the it's the mix between sort of like unconscious painting and conscious painting conscious and conscious like um, concepts and unconscious concepts so there's sort of like as you as you make more of these ideas and like techniques and whatever like more conscious there's still like a well uh, unc- and you're always fighting to sort of like see like what you can get into the concert and choose between like what you use here what you don't have here what you want to sort of like filter the kitchen sink and have really busy or you want to have like be very intimate and i'm i don't know i'm still sort of like experimenting around and i think that's like while i'm still experimenting it'll always be good but the masks are the masks at the masks are fun. i'm trying to still find a way to pursue that without have it be boring for myself so you know
0: yeah uh, what are you working on at the moment?
1: Shit, what am I working on? <laughs> um, I have been a bit busy as of recently, just because I've had I had a show with my um, collective called Modern Faces Collective, a group of artists looking to sort of show work and we support each other and amazing group of artists: Abigail McGinley, Lawrence Perry. Um, Larry Bush, um, Tess McMillan, and William Allen Harris—amazing, amazing artists. But because of that reason, of me working with them on a project that we've just finished, I've been quite busy. Um, I've recently—I've sort of like been making work over the past like what two, three years, where like it's all come to a point where like I've got enough work where I sort of understand the universe that I've sort of like made as like a as like I've got the foundations to my house. Let's talk about it in i Yeah, I've got the foundations to my house, right? I've got my final I've got my final year next year and I sort of say okay calm cool like let's start building let's think of it almost as if like you're gonna have this big solo show which is supposed to degree show is sort of things your time mm. to fine and be bright and, and stand alongside your peers and be proud of what you've done and sort of say look like here I am he, look at me here so be there and it's a case of like <laughs> calm so I'm sort of like working on a series of paintings to sort of say um that like they're a little bit more specific within the fact of like, rather than being like so largely about, so I usually have like a variety of different characters that I sort of like use. Some some have longevity within the work, some sort of like I use once or twice. And it's a case of like, okay, calm. Um, for this year, I'm gonna have like four main characters that I use exclusively throughout these paintings and I'll have secondary and tertiary characters that support those characters. And I'm gonna follow them and sort of like follow follow them through these paintings. So I'm in the process at the moment of sort of establishing like these very, these portrait-esque type vibes, um, which are very indicative of who the characters are and and like the ideas I've got into them, how they may be a piece. Each one of them is like a piece of myself to then spend the next year sort of like delving into their story arcs and into sort mm. of like interactions between the two and sort of like, like theater is very important with them. work i like i like theatrical painting very interested in theatrical painting and also that's just that's just come from like watching amazing artists do it before me um i don't know i love peter doig of mark Rothko. i think that like going to see his like seeing his paintings it's like just that's beautiful I think mm theatrical um but even just like very contemporary painters so like um Al salah um she is an ex-lay student and um her work is amazing and her um she's just had a just finished a solo show with vo curate or unit you and she's just had a solo show, just had a <laughs> show i don't know where i don't know sorry i don't know who with but it was amazing and her work deals a lot with theater and like i've always been inspired by theater and like the way she does it is very sort of like and i think that like i want to find i uh, especially within the very the pieces that are more um, compositionally complex, I'm looking for sort of like more spaces, like make it theatrical, make it bigger, make these make these characters larger than life, but then also have spaces for like very quiet moments and developing that out over big canvases, little canvases, seeing where that goes and really pushing that. That's, I'm sort of like, I've almost at day one, year one again for mm-hmm. the next year, which is really exciting because whereas before, I didn't have all these paintings that I was sat on as context for sort of like where I want to go, where I'm in a fortunate position to now have that. So um, I'm just sort of like vibing with it. Seeing what happens, I've got a, I've got this thing that's gonna take me over to Rome for a month over next over July. So I'm gonna turn 21 while I'm in Rome, which is gonna be vibey. I mean, I've um, got, my, I got my, I've got my shorts ready. <laughs> oh shit! Trust me. Oh, gonna come back sweet, shining. <laughs> but like, um, but like, but, like uh, but point being is that like, um, I wanna have a. So go over there, experience Rome, It's it's, a, it's been a place where people have gone for years to like see great art, come back, studio, make work, enjoy London, celebrate with family, like, uh, and then, I don't know, like, end of September, start of October, start in back at Slade, hopefully I'll have a few pieces that I'll have made then, and then just sort of like continue with the head down and just keep on pushing the work because ultimately it always comes back to the work and just just trying to get um push my name out there really like push the agenda of the fact that like, you can really put your mind do something if you if you put your mind to it and working mm. class. being working class doesn't necessarily define where you have to end up and doesn't necessarily mean you have to abandon what it means to be working class i'm a black Briton, and that's something that i can that that is me mm. i'm so much more i'm more than just being black i'm more than just sort of being supposed to be working class i'm more than just being a kid from wolves and so i'm just like just trying to like keep on pushing forward but while doing that bringing up my peers alongside me because i can't be winning if the people around me aren't so Mm. we're just just vibing and going with the flow and i don't know just trying to take it easy as well so yeah
0: nice uh (laughs) where can people find more of your work
1: Right, you can find more of my work on my Instagram, which is shack.white. so it's S-H-A-Q dot W-H-Y-T-E so that's white with a Y as in like Yankee or Yo-Yo or yo wa Um just like, <laughs> just sort of like with a Y. And yeah, um, but more than anything else, I don't know, like, just, just like chat like chat to man um, please like just like check out what I'm doing but also, as I said, like I'll try to share as much interest i've got to be fair i've got a few interesting projects coming out that i can't also talk about right now but they'll be announced soon and yeah. so like you'll see them and then come true to them and just as i said like we're here we're here for a good time and like i like i like, I like to think that i'm quite an open person so i'd love to i don't know wherever this goes or whatever like it'd be it'd be nice to hear and see more people and like have people follow me on my journey to see where this what's going on so yeah,
0: yeah shakir thank you so much it's been brilliant talking to you and getting to know more about your work and thank
1: you so much you're an absolute gem don't even joke. Oh. <laughs> thank you so much. thank you yeah
0: can't wait to see what comes up next and all these projects i'm gonna keep an eye out
1: <laughs> <laughs> cheers man appreciate uh, it see ya see you later bye
0: and that is the episode. I'd love to thank Shaquille for talking to me about his work and for you for listening to this episode of What Is Your Work in Class? To stay up to date on all new episodes, make sure to follow us on Twitter at What Is Your Work one and on your chosen podcast provider. Thank you so much for listening and hopefully hear from me soon.